and welcome to Rebel with a Dream. I'm your host, Melanie Rodriguez. Today we're here with author and illustrator of Adventures in Handum and motivational speaker, John Miller. Hey John, how are you? Doing good. Good, so tell me who John Miller is. First off, I'm 18 years old and I just graduated from the Greater Lawrence Technical School in Andover about a month ago. I'll be attending Northern Essex Community College in fall, where I'll be taking courses for special childhood ed. And because my dream job is I want to work with kids. You want to work with kids. What made you want to work with kids? Well, it all started from the very beginning. I was diagnosed very late with autism. And I, according to one of my teachers, they told this to my parents, especially my mother. I was one of the weakest kids in the entire school. Oh, wow. So they got, they got me to do sports. And it just helped me so much that they think that they said this was good for me. The sports, what was your favorite sport that you played? Pretty much Taekwondo. Taekwondo, huh? Yeah. What's the furthest you made it with Taekwondo? Well, it got off to a very rough start, but they just said, just keep pushing and don't give up. And I just went with it and in no time I got my black belt. Whoa, you got your black belt? Yes. So you're like, yes. How yeah. do, I can't do that. Show me a hand movement. How does it work? Oh no, see, that that just looks dangerous right there. I can't do that. <laughs> no. So you're going to college now. You want to work with kids. Your parents, your mom, help you get into sports to get you to. Is it to be more comfortable? It just because I was just. Not, I was just not getting anywhere, and they said I needed a little boost. Okay. So I first started off with uh, track and field, and then they got me into flipping out gymnastics in Drake Mass. Oh, wow. Where I participated in the Massachusetts Special Olympics, and I ended up doing really good with it. And I'm winning several gold medals. Several gold medals, not just about, one? About five. <laughs> and then um, two silver the first year, and then the second year, um, three silvers and two bronze. That, and you just kept working your way up, and then you yep. ended up... Oh. Yep, that, that's the first time I got in the paper. They wrote an Argo about me in the Eagle Tribune, and it says in one of the Argos, with Bill Bird, I think it was, it says, Michael Phelps got... John Miller, Methuen John Miller's speech. Oh, wow. He, because he won eight gold medals, I think, at the time. Yep. So it's like, they were joking, like, he beat my record of winning the most medals. Most the most medals because he won five. Yes. That's crazy. That's wild. Yes. So then uh, when I was, when I finally turned 12, one day I was just at gymnastics and I just started, just started crying because I just, I just had enough. Of the gymnastics? And I told my mom and I said, I want, I'm done. He's like, all right. 
But then when we were done, like, no, you got to do something else. You, you can't just lay on your lazy butt. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Do you appreciate that your mom said that? Yes, because it's good for me to, to get, you know, to just do stuff and not being in the house all day because I'll go nowhere. Yeah. I can, I can definitely relate to that because if I get, in, if I stay home and I just stay in my bed, the whole day goes by and then I feel like I didn't do anything and then I can get that. I know me, I can get that. Yeah. So your mom tells you you have to get, let's get out of this funk. Yes. So now what did you do after that? Well, we ended up finding Shanks Taekwondo on Pleasant Valley Street, right in Methuen, where I live. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it started off good, but then, because um, usually for the, when I started, there was this lady, uh, Catherine Shang. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I did the tests, her husband would be there to see because he because he does the haver one okay. she does the Methuen one which i did and then just a few i think it was like a couple years him and the haver kids all moved in with us in the Methuen mm -hmm. so when he was doing the most of it now because Catherine took a break after that it was just a little nervous because... Because you had a new teacher? Yes, because I didn't... He really didn't get to know me that much. Okay. So, it was just so hard, and I almost wanted to quit a few times, but my mom and dad just says, just, just keep doing it. Just, just push yourself and see what you can do with this. So, that was around the time I was like, like my red belt, and they just said, just do it. Just keep doing it and see what happens. And I said, all right. So I stayed with it, and I got more used to the guy. Um, the guy's name, um, Master Grand, I called him Grandmaster Chang, but his name's Young Su Chang. Okay. And then this was around the time the book started happening and high school. I. Adventures in hand. Yeah, so the time came for my black belt test, and they didn't know what I was going to do. And it was like, so it was like nighttime, it was like two nights, like, I think, routine, board breaking, and then, and I also had to give a speech about my experience. So this was at the Methuen YMCA. Okay. So what did you give the speech about? Well, th that was one of the most important days of my life. So I got up and I just started reading from the microphone and I just told them about the Special Olympics and my autism. And on that very day in that auditorium, there was not a single dry eye and it was just so emotional. You I know, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I know, because it's just, it just, people are just so impressed with this, this young man, autism, just coming a long way and now getting his black belt and, you know, no no one can do that, like, with this much of disability in him. Do you consider, do you consider your autism a disability? Do you consider it that it holds you back? Or do you see it as an empowerment? 
I really do see that as an empowerment because it doesn't matter who you are. They, my mom says this all the time. It's who you are inside of your heart. Okay. Yep. So, anyway, so now it's time for my routine, and I just come up with this funny. I do because we do like Pumse, Tega, ba ba ba, like Chinese. Mm -hmm. No, it was Korean. I did. Yeah, I did. You in the Taekwondo. Yeah, I do. Even I still all know the numbers, but it's been a while. So I got the black belt. I did up doing my routine, and I had to do my board break, and I broke like three boards with one hand. In the auditorium? Yeah, with cinder blocks next to each other, like two with the boards to hold it. I know. <laughs> I know, but... How thick was the wood? It was pretty, it was pretty thick. Like. Oh, no, i got to be careful about you. Do you have to carry here somewhere? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, so yeah, that was, that was good. I broke boards. And then the night came of my ceremony because I found out that I, I got it. So I get the belt, but before I just, they did this little ceremony where I have to, they give us the new uniform. Because mm -hmm. before I just have like the t-shirt and with pants with all the other belts. This was the funniest night, and so they'd make me drink this tea, and I just drink a little. And then Master Ching's like, "Oh no, John, you have to drink the whole thing." I'm like, "How did it taste like?" Uh, it tasted horrible, but Ooh. I I I had to do it for the heck of it. Just because you were getting your black belt, was that like a? That's it, they call it a black belt tea ceremony. So like when everyone gets a black belt at that dojo. That's like their own ceremony they have. Um, so that's like initiation, like here, here's your belt, but you must drink this tea first. Yes. Oh, exactly. man. Yes, so. Did you at least put sugar in it? No, it was like, it was like green, I don't know what tea it was. But so anyway, I get the belt and they're so proud of me. And then, and then all was, and then I'm still doing it. And this was at around the same time I was doing cross country, so I was doing it back and forth, and it was just so much of a book because I was just so fried every night from school because quizzes, assignments, and stuff like that. But you took all that energy, you took the Taekwondo, yeah. you took the cross country, you took your schoolwork, being in school. Yeah. Your mom and dad telling you you gotta keep going, gotta stay moving. Yeah. And you came up with the adventures in here. Yes. So how did you take all that stress? I, we just, like my mom said, we just play by ear and see what goes on. So how did you come up with, um, tell me about the story, the storyline of the book. So what all started when I was about five years old, I was in grammar school at Timoney, school before I went to Great Alliance. Mm -hmm. So the story came from an idea that just popped into my brain, and it was it was just a tick I had, and I just started wrestling with my hands. But the thing I did most about is when I see because I was so into Disney at the time when I was that age. And the most thing I liked about the Disney movies it was the villains ended up dying in pretty much every Disney film by falling off a cliff or a building or stuff like that, and and they scream as they fall, and I added that into my own, in that little tick I had. But 
the thing I took from the most about it was I pretended they were actually real people in my head. And then my, because my parents, I do it when I'm with them. I'm like, John, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, this is Bob and this is Bruce or something like that. Those are the characters in the story. Yeah. And I just came up with this whole universe called uh, Hanton. And then one day my mom just, we were in the car and drum somewhere and we're like, why are you telling about it? And I'm like, oh, so, ba ba ba. And, and I told her it was like 30 characters. And, like, and she was just so, she was just ecstatic. She was like, where did this all come from? And she was just so impressed. I'm like, you gotta get the, you gotta get this, you gotta this into a book, John. This could be amazing. Like, I don't know. So I refused to do it, and then eventually I just got on. It's like, all right, we'll do it. So why, when you say refuse, right? Why did you, why was that your initial reaction? Be because I've never written an actual book before, and I thought this would be tough for me. Writing a book takes a while. It's like mm -hmm. the same as making a feature-length film or a live-action movie. But it's a, it's a great book. I had a chance to read to read it, and I was noticing the pictures in the book. So, as an illustrator, you came up with the concept of character. Yes. So, the characters in the stories, the pictures, they're not anything that you would see in mainstream right now. They're not a, a, a figure, uh, colors, or just the formality of them that you would see out right now. So, how did you come up with drawing them and displaying them as you did? Well, when I, when I told her, it was they all look like hands. But they have no legs, because, you know, you have a hand, and it's just, like... And then I thought, why don't we just make them, like, they're flying, like they have invisible legs, and they're like, well, I don't know. So we came up with the idea of, what if they're aliens, and, you know, aliens have little tentacles, like octopus tentacles, and I'm like, oh my god, that's a great idea. And so, so that's how we ended up creating them. And we ended up doing them different colors. And, um, and that's how they came about. Yes. And then what helped me the most is they got me this iPad Pro. It's one of the newest iPads and it's big. They got me for Christmas ones and I'm like, this will help you write the story. And it just was so, it was a neat thing and it helped me a lot with it. That's awesome. So your parents are definitely your right hand, how I look. Like they're your right hand. You, um, as a team, collectively? We, they both collaborated with me on it a little. They did some stuff. I did most of it. <coughs> so your mom, um, your mom goes with you to most of your appearances. So now with your, with your book out, you shared your book with a couple of speaking engagements that you were at? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, what was the feedback? What did the kids, how did the kids react? They just love the colors, and they're like, oh, and then it's so, the colors. So they were just drawn to the figures? Yeah. Because I know, so talk to us about the good issues. How did you come up with that? Well, when it was time we get the plot going on, it was like, you know, how are we going to do this? Like, because when I when it was real, before I told her about this, it was just all violent, like, from like the movies with people getting blown and shot and stabbed and stuff like that. 
that was how it happened. I'm like, well, John, if this is a children's book, we gotta soften it up or tone. I'm like, fine, you do that. But then, like, how are we gonna do that? So, like, you know, what's the evil plan for Arnold? What he wants to do? And and then we just came up with this theory called the goodness truth. Like, every person, a child has this enhancement and it keeps them smiling and happy. From being good kids, right? Yes, from being <laughs> from being bad kids. That's it. So you take this, you, you come up with this book, with this concept. You see the book, the idea of the story, going bigger than it is. What, what is your goal for Adventures in Hindon to go? Like, where do you see? I'm I'm assuming there's no there's no roof, right? We're not thinking there's a glass ceiling or anything. We're shooting. You're shooting straight up with this, right? Yes. So where do you see the storyline going? Like, what's next for the book? Well... What would be your goal, your dream of the book to get? I would like it to be either a TV show, maybe Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or maybe PBS, like a little preschool show. Mm-hmm. Or I reach out to Walt Disney Studios or Pixar Animation and make it into a full-length animated feature. So who would you cast? So you say that Pixar, Walt Disney, on Cartoon Network, the Disney Channel, CBS. Who would be your number one person you would want to be one of the voices, and for what character? Like if that, have anybody ever asked you that? Like who no. would be your go-to person? No. <laughs> because you know when you do characters for like animation, I mean live action is easier, but when you're doing animation, like like what Walt does, he take like look through people's names and try to find the best towns for that suit his characters for one particular movie. Like, you know he just find these voices and just links them up with the character. Yep. You have to think about that. The time the time will come and I think Adventures yep. in Hinden will definitely be on the screen very soon, very near all of us. Yes. And this time they'll be walking and not be just a bunch of drawings. Yeah. So how do you think they'll be walking? Do you think they'll be waddling? Or do you think they'll walk like sideways like a crab? Or how would you have them Well, walk? Because of their illustration. Like how would they walk? Maybe they walk like, like in Spongebob. I mean, the grumpy guy Squidward. Like Squidward, he would still walk? Yeah, like, you know, we hear like, oh, like he's sound a, effect. Because he has like tentacles, like, he's an octopus, but like a big nose or something yeah. like that. That would be really cool. It'd be really cool. That would be really cool. So what's your, let's see, what's your goal now that you're going to start graduate high school? Yeah. I did hear through the grapevine you were prom king too. Being a little modest on me there, huh? No, I mean, we're just, we're driving around away to the country club and they just say, now remember, don't expect being the king. Like, I won't. So I enjoy myself. We, there's good dinner. I eat almost everything. And I just rock the night dancing away to everything. And then about 9 o'clock, because it was like from 7 to 11 at night, it was at Atkinson Country Club, one of the most beautifulest ones yep. I've seen in my life. It is very beautiful. Atkinson very beautiful. So we're just, we get, they call us for, our, you know, prom royal. They do. <coughs> they're not prom. So, they do prom court first, like, members of um, prom court, 
and I just stepped close to see what would happen. And then they announced probably and I was just like, who could possibly get it this time? And all of a sudden they said, John Miller. And I'm like, oh, I got on the court. And then what just shocked me is they get, they, I see the crown and they put it on my hand. I'm like, what? You're saying I just got elected the king? And they're like, mm-hmm. And then one of my graphic students, Melanie Rivera, another melody. I know, another melody. She ended up being the queen, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you'll put your arm around her, walk up to the stairs. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa what's going on? I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> I, I was not, I was completely, like, shell-shocked. Like, I couldn't believe this was happening. Do you think, do you think that with your motivational speaking, with future engagements that will come, you would, you would share that, you would share that you were pronking and, like, how you were, like, surprised and the success of the book and where you're going now with, with college. This is something that, as a person with autism, there's plenty of people out there that are autistic and think they can't achieve anything. And here you are, literally, literally breaking barriers. Hmm. Like, indeed a rebel. Give me some fingers on that one. Indeed a rebel. Yeah. Like, you think, like, you'll really change, like, you have the power to change people's lives. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Because I, I, mm. I, I feel it. Even like when you were talking to me earlier, like I was getting emotional. Yeah, look. So it's, it's a lot, but it's amazing. Yeah, because when your mom tells people wrong, you know, this young boy, this only child with autism, 18 years old, going from Special Olympics to Taekwondo again, black people. Going to high school and then doing cross country for two years, getting the leadership award. Not being the best one, but just being one of the best, just being a nice player, a good teammate. And now um, a published book author. I'm like, well, how did this kid get there? Like, you know, like, and then, you know, graduating out of one of the toughest schools in the in the town of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Because that school was a, it also had a career area where I had to choose like a shop. And I had to choose some graphics that was just one that just suited me. Yeah. And then, you know, again, graduating, keeping his grades up, just coming, just, just making a comeback. And then, I mean, getting elected prom king by his peers. Yeah, next day we went to the school because, and then we just pick up some stuff because at Senior Awards night, this was another moment I never forget. And actually, this was a week after because a couple days after I left school, I ended up getting sick really bad. And I had to go to the doctors and they gave me an IV. And then on the night of Senior Awards night, my mom was just too ill to go and she had to stay home and she felt so bad. She Literally before she left, she was on the verge of tears because she felt so bad. I'm like, it's okay. We want you to feel better. She just said, break a leg. So my dad and my only grandparent, my grandmother, who's 82, went. And then when they kept calling my name on stage, 
I got the biggest applause than any other student in that auditorium that oh, night. Wow. Yeah. And then the night after the prom, I just came back to the school to get pick up one of my last scholarship money for it. And the, the, my, the story of me, King, was just front page all over the schools talking about it. And they were just shocked that this happened. That's amazing. So let's talk about what's the message of Adventures in Hand Like What message do we want to share to the public? It's, we ask this every time at our events. Like We ask kids, and like I have a big question. Like What's the main message of the whole story? And it's pretty much just having a good and kind heart and, you know, and my dad says this all the time, like, when you have a bad day, the best thing from a parent from the child is a hug. Just a hug. Yep. So you want to, with the book, your message is to portray kindness. Yes. For every child exactly. to learn kindness and portray it out. Yep. Just to portray the energy received, but yet give it out. Yep. That's awesome. So where do you see... What's next? Are you thinking going to write another book? We have a second one in the works in production right now. Okay. We have a, we don't have a title yet, okay. but it's going to be a prequel prior to the events of the first book. Okay. And the two main guys, Red and Green, Captain Hank and General Arnold, okay. will be actually little children themselves. Oh, so you're pulling a. Uh, kind of Star Wars type of thing. Yeah, I was just gonna say like, in, like, like Darth, the big one, Star Vader. Like you know how he became evil, how did he become old yeah. like this? Like you, so know. you showed us like yeah. the present, but now you're gonna take us to the past and tie it into. Yeah. That. So, ah, I don't think no one's ever thought about that with a children's book. That's actually. I know because smart. because since the book's just been a great success ever since its release. Since its debut in December of 2016, um, it's just been going nonstop. Like I've been doing motivational speaking, I think, and I just just this past April I did a event for Light of the Blue at a Winchester event where I was actually they made me the main speaker, oh, wow. and I spoke to almost a thousand adults and children on that night. I'm sure you blew them all away. Speaking of which, I was in a nice suit and tie and shirt. Yeah. I know you clean up nice. I try to look I nice. Do. I'm since I'm a celebrity now. Okay. You look the part. Yeah, but I just don't want to sound cocky because I'm like, you know, why are you cocky? I right. gotta, I gotta act nice, like you know. Yeah, but I don't think you. I don't think I see you ever like coming off as that. Right. Yeah, no. No. Because look at the message that you're portraying in the book. That's the kindness. I, I think yeah. you're just a very kind soul, and I, I don't think any hatred or anger or anything can really, if you would ever, like, push that out. Yeah. Because you really are a pure soul. Perfect. Yes, and I am. And that's really awesome. Because the world needs more of you. That's yeah. for sure. No, I mean, uh, it's just been a month since I've graduated the book. It was June 7. Oh and when I graduated high school, many, many years ago. I know. <laughs> You're a Vogue person, too? 
No, I actually went to Notre Dame. Notre Dame? Yeah. Eh. I was supposed to go to the Vogue. But my mom surprised me and said, oh, you're going here. That's the exact same thing they did right after I left the Timony. It was 2014. So your parents surprised you. Yeah, I was probably, I was like, oh, and I thought I was going to go right to the one High, mm -hmm. but they said, we actually think we should put you in the boat because it'd be more suitable for you to get better education. And I ended up doing it, and, you know, it was hard to new people, new teachers, hallways. It was like a maze. But then I just got eventually used to it, and I just met some really nice kids, and I made a lot of connections mm -hmm. there. So you say the Vogue is, was amazing. You ready for yeah. Northern Essex State Campus? You're gonna go to Haverhill. You're gonna go to. Long I'm campus. going to Haverhill. I'm going there two days a week okay. because this is not school anymore. You get to do what you want. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing. At first, I thought of like I could do. I thought I could do a three-hour math to class, and then I realized it's just all half hours. I'm like, oh great, that's sad relief. Really yeah. Yep. That's pretty good. The food's good there too. Especially this Yeah, but now I have to pay, which I got one. Yeah. I Welcome to adult life. Every every night before I go to bed, I'm just, I wonder, like, I'm not ready to grow up. I want to still be a kid, like. But now I got to see what the real world has to offer for John Robert Miller mm -hmm. of the film. That's right. And see what it can take with him. And the guy is... Yes. It is definitely It really is. It is. Well, John, I thank you for sharing your story with us. And I can't wait to see where you go. I can't wait for your second book to come out. And I will definitely be grabbing uh, a copy. I will be. It's coming soon. And I'll be, I'll be sharing your story with everyone. So let our, let our viewers know where can we find you. Like, where can we get your book? If you go on our website, we have a website called handomadventures.com, and you can go under, like, if, you want, if people want to know about my life, or if, you know, where can you get the book, or if, and because uh, we put events up, and, like, you know, the next week you can buy my book, and, uh, and if you want to, any questions about me or my mom, just feel free to ask us about it. Awesome. And that's a wrap for this week's episode of Rebel with a Dream. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll see you next week.